Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Make sure to leave a five-star review next time you're there. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take... Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about because this is a call-in special episode. So you can call in with your parenting questions and we will do our best to give you non-terrible advice. I'll be giving good advice. Meredith's, you got to take with a grain of salt, but mine for sure. (laughs) Oh, I took a parenting sure. class in rehab, so I'm basically a professional. <laughs> That's funny. Are you actually recording, Dave? Because don't worry, I, I've got the recording going. Well, we missed all of our weather banter from last week's episode, so just check. That was in. a blessing. Okay, simmer down. All right, so let's go ahead and start taking some calls. Okay, people so are like, what day is it? Why are you guys recording? It's Monday, right? Like everybody is confused. I know. We're sorry. Me too. Mondays are nap days when I tried to like sneak in as many naps sitting straight up as I can. Ooh. Like, cause on Mondays I always feel super overwhelmed from not doing anything on the weekends. I don't schedule anything on the weekends purposefully. And a lot of times I turn my phone off. And so on Mondays it's like guilty catch up day. You know what I'm saying? Where you run around. So you nap on guilty ketchup day? Yeah. Because no I wonder you need a person. That is the not that is not what you should be doing on guilty ketchup day. I don't know how you to You should be doing your cope. work. Although there are no lawn people on Mondays, apparently. Yeah. Every time we record on Thursday, they're they're cutting the lawn. That's true. Yeah. So these parenting questions that we're going to be taking, are they questions like somebody's struggling with something and wants to know what we do? Or are they like just questions how we look at situations? I think we're going to have to wait to see because we have no idea what they're going to ask, right? I know. It makes me nervous. All right. Here we go. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. Dave, is this? I'm making sure I'm all connected. (laughs) You're all connected. Go right ahead. Okay, so my question is, I've got two teenagers and a a six-year-old, and we are making the biggest move of our entire lives. Um, We're moving out of state and everything else, and on top of that, I have to start working. I've been a stay-at-home mom for almost 10 years now. How do you guys suggest making the adjustment for the kids and helping them adjust and things of that nature? Hmm. What was your name? Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. I'm Tiffany. Okay. Uh, I absolutely love you guys. Just want to throw that out there. I fangirl. I am fangirling so much right now. (laughs) I love you too. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for your question. I believe we understand what it is, um, but my producer is saying that we have to end the call and then answer the question for our audio purposes. So thank you so much for calling, and we're going to tackle it right now. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. So Tracy is going back to work after a uh, who? Tracy, right? Caitlin. Who's Caitlin? Tracy? Sorry, who the hell is Tracy? <gasps> Sorry, Jeez. it is Monday. Caitlin has been a stay-at-home mom for quite some time now, and what has to get back into <laughs> the workforce, but is concerned about the kids and their schedules. And I, I totally and they're, understand they're, that they're moving. 
They're moving out of state. That's crazy. Well, they say moving is up there with one of the top three reasons people... Is it get a divorce or die? Stressful. <clears throat> the, the most stressful things you can do in your life. Yeah. yeah. Moving. Yep. Is up there. It, it's up there. And so that in itself is a lot. And so my advice would be maybe like take it slow and do one thing at a time. You know, focus on the move first. I, I mean, maybe a job is part of it. You have to get a job. That's cool. But try when you think about this situation not to think about all of the things that you have to do. Because it gets to be overwhelming. You know what I mean? So maybe today you wake up and you're like, okay, today I need to pack. And that is on, that is what I have to do. Does she have a job? No, she she just started a new job. She already has the job lined up. Already started. Yeah. So just one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, it's going to be tough though. Nothing about this sounds easy. I'm not trying to rain on the, you know, the poo poo parade here, but this is a lot that, that you're getting ready to juggle moving, starting a new job after being home with the kids, getting the kids schedules situated and organized is a lot. So I think understanding logically in your brain that what you're taking on is monumental in the moment and finding ways to give yourself a little bit of grace on the way. Cause that is a lot. That's a, that's a very, the cup overfloweth. Yeah, chill, Meredith. I think she knows. Well, I'm just saying, give yourself some grace in knowing that, that it's not going to be easy. Like, don't yeah. think that doing all of these things is going, it's not going to be, that's a lot. Like, I remember, knows. I remember grace. moving here and uh, in the middle of the unease of the pandemic and what was going on and everything. And it was like every day was another, just another hurdle. But what I can tell you is, you know, it's going to be great. You will exciting. You will get through it and you will learn, uh, you will learn tips and tricks and hacks along the way. And I think what you need to do is, um, give yourself grace because it's a lot. Let let me jump in with some mom advice. Oh, Oh, cool. What, what Tiffany said, make a list and only look at one item at that list at a time. Mm. You can't jump in and say the same thing I said. You got to bring Something new. I'm coming. I'm getting all the credit for this idea. It's coming. Yeah. One thing at a time. Because if you try to do everything at once, you have to do one thing at a time anyway. So don't look at it all. Second, you said you have older kids. Put it on them. Oh, Oh. we did that during the move here. I put stuff on Matthias and said, you are responsible for this. You need to do this. And he did. He delivered big time. Yeah, he did really step up with the packing And when we got here with uh, unloading the boxes and helping move furniture and he did all of it. Every time I'd go to pick up a piece of furniture, mom, stop. Mom, I've got this. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to throw out a back. You go ahead. Um, All right. Let's get next caller. And let's let's try to listen. Congratulations on this new chapter. I think it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be scary and weird, but eventually it's going to be very cool. So let's try to listen to this caller's name and the actual question. Okay. Hello, caller. Are you there? I'm here, Dave. All right. Give us the name and your question. All right. Right now. Right now. Or, or when I feel you're like ready. we should be like, welcome <laughs> well, to the call- show. Thanks for calling. I am calling to um, apply for the uh, emotional support person job for Tiffany, and I was wondering what qualifications I need to fill that position. <laughs> Dave, did oh, you Lord. put that? No, I didn't. Oh, Lord. 
That's so funny. So you got to listen to last week's episode if you don't know what they're talking about. But apparently <laughs> Tiffany is looking for an emotional support person. And and who might we have as this caller? This is Kaylin. Oh, yeah. I, I recognize the voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So I know you guys got to hang up on the caller and I don't want to keep anyone else waiting, but you have my info when you're ready to um, let me move down to Florida and live with you. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Kaylin. All right. Thanks, Kaylin. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. You too. You too. Thank you. Tioli. Tioli. I love it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's too funny. So you already have emotional support people applying, Tiffany. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Be tired just thinking about it. So I just think it's I think it's great that people want to support you emotionally and with head pets and all sorts of things. Mm. Yes. Um that is nice. But I, I don't think it's a bad idea for you to have somebody that comes in and helps you get have you ever used a life coach? No, but I have a, a million of them in my inbox. Well, I, I haven't either. I'm just curious. I'm just lazy. Maybe they can coach that out of you. No, I, I, I don't like being told what to do. Wait, you spent 20 minutes on last week's episode talking about how you specifically need a person to tell you what to do. No, I said I need a person to pet my head and make me food. You want, I don't want to be told what to do. You want a handy chef? Gentle encouragement like, hey, girl. We got a couple of things on the calendar today and no pressure. Um, But whenever you have time, you should really consider writing a script for a new video. Um, It's been four months (laughs) since you've made one. And then maybe we'll reward you with a little nap and a snack. All right. We've got a first time mom. First time mom that we're calling now. Oh, come on in. We're giving her a call because we missed her call and she had a question. She's getting ready to pop. How do you miss her call, Dave? That's your one thing. Hi, this is Brittany. I can't get to my phone right now. Now she's not answering. Isn't that the story of how it goes? Yeah. She she was getting ready to have a baby in a couple weeks, and she would love to hear from you guys for her first few weeks of of having the baby. I love it. I was born for this. So, okay. Sorry to interrupt your... Yeah. Sorry. Do do you want us to answer the question that she left the message? Are you trying to call back? We got another caller. B. Diddy. Who is it? Hello. Welcome to Take It or Leave It. Hey, it's Meg from Massachusetts. How are you? We're doing great. How are you? Who? Meg from Massachusetts. Meg? Yes. Hey, Meg, what's up? Hey, not much. I'm so excited I got through. Oh, my goodness. Um, How do you guys handle um, if you see your child get bullied? Mm. I'll hit a kid. Mm-hmm. All right, Meg, we're going to let yeah. them tackle this. And uh, thanks for calling. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye, Meg. I can't, I've never seen it. I can't see it. I won't see it. My eyes will refuse to see it because if I see it, it's going to be bad. Okay. But you will see it at some point because it's going to happen. Because the older they get, the more interactions that they're going to have and they're going to realize. You excuse me for a moment. What? Can you shut that alarm off, please? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take this uh, 
moment to share. So we've definitely had some situations with our kids already with kids. Um, like Matthias actually brought it up to us the other day in the car. So Matthias in third grade was pantsed, which means, uh, a girl from his class, um, when they were out, uh, during recess, a girl from his class came up behind him and pulled his shorts down and he got pantsed on the playground at school. This was third grade. So he was what? Nine, eight years old, nine years old. So the teacher calls us and she says there was an incident and the, the, the girl's parents got called and, and we had to go in and, and have a conversation about how to deal with it and, and whatnot. Now, they did not allow us to talk to each other. But like we went in and spoke with the teacher. They went in and spoke with the teacher and then they handled the situation. Um, but I, you know, I talked to Matias after the fact and I said, listen, what happened wasn't right. She shouldn't have done that. She made a poor choice. I'm not exactly sure why she did that. But sometimes people do things just to be mean on purpose, and it's not okay. But how you react to it is what's important. So what, so what you need to know moving forward is it's not okay to retaliate. It's not okay to, um, you know, call names or be mean to her as a result of it. Uh, and know that you're a better person than she is. I didn't say that last part, but I wanted to because it was a mean thing. But it's hard when our kids get picked on or bullied and, and you have to, you know, you have to rise up and. I would have slipped the mom a note and been like, meet me in the parking lot. Mm. B. Yeah, that's, I mean, that doesn't solve anything though. Does it though? I don't think, I don't think so. I think I'll solve it. Mm. Yeah. But you have to, bullying is crossing over from isolated incidences to sustained. Okay. Right. So isolated instance when, you know, someone texts Brian and tells him he's ugly or pants is Matias, something isolated. It's bad. It's still bad. But if it's a daily pantsing and a daily harassment and ongoing, then you start yeah. getting into bullying and, and that's, that's different. Listen, I know it's inevitable. I know it is. Uh, it's tough because my kids are so little mm -hmm. that the idea of anything happening to them is devastating to me. And I know that as they get older, it'll be easier for me to comprehend it. Um, it's easy for me to sit here and say what I would do, but I, in the moment I do, I get, if I see a kid being rude to my kid on the playground, I'm like, Hey, 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 that's not nice. You know what I mean? And that's me doing exactly what would piss me off if another parent did it to my kid. But like, I, I just feel like I have to fight all their battles. Well, but if it's, if we're talking about this as something that's ongoing and chronic, then I do believe that the best thing that you can do is be at that school or on the phone with that school and, and discuss why you feel like something needs to, the intervention needs to happen at that level because yeah, over and over and over again, like. And here's the other problem. Our kids can get bullied on cell phones, at school, on social media. Like there's so many like there's so many places that they can get bullied now that didn't exist when we were kids in school. Like I also think that sorry, parents think a lot about their kid being bullied, but they don't for, they like forget to teach their kids not to be bullies. And I think about that all the time like 
I think that we're so, I don't know. When I think about it, I think of my kid being the person being bullied. I don't think of them being the one doing the bullying, Mm -hmm. but I, I hammer it into their head about being kind and not speaking about people. And like, I feel like it's doing wonders because Chloe, I'm like, there's never, ever any reason for you to comment on the way anyone looks unless it's to say something kind. Other than that, there's no reason to say it, even just to make a general statement. Hey, that person only has one arm. Like, there's no reason to say. I sat Chloe down and showed her a bunch of photos and videos of people with different kinds of disabilities and explained to her, like, people are born different and we never need to point it out. They know. And so we just, we treat them the same as we treat anybody else. But I think we, you know, all these parents are bullies online too. And it's like, no wonder your kid's a bully because you are a bully too. Keep teaching love, respect, and empathy. Yeah. Empathy is what I think a lot of, uh, is missing in our world is empathy. And I, and I, I think some people say, well, you can't teach empathy. That's not true. You can teach empathetic behaviors. You absolutely can. You have conversations and you, you're right though. You don't think about your kid necessarily being the bully, but we have to think about both sides of it if they were to get bullied and if they are the bully and why is that happening? And Meg said in the feed, I think her son is five. I don't remember if she said child or son, um, is five. So I would, but I mean, that sounds like a kindergarten class and I would be having conversations with that teacher and be like, this is what he's coming home and telling me is going on. What can we do at school to stop this? Because I do think that they're, you know, the, the other parents of the kid need to be involved and you need to have a conversation about why it's, it's happening and what's going on and, and what to do about it. Because I feel like if we intervene early, when they're that age, you have a much better shot at getting a kid to learn empathy and understand what they're doing is wrong than if we just, it just continues to get swept under the rug until they're 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Like that's not, you know, you got to teach these kids young, like anything yeah. else. Okay. I'm All looking right. for a knife emoji. Welcome, caller. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to know why. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Ariel from California. Hello, Hi, Ariel. Ariel. Hi. Uh, so I wanted to get your guys' opinion, um, especially with the pandemic and everything, but even prior to that, on school and grades. Um School has changed a lot lately. My daughter currently now finally gets to go back four hours a day, but we're also spending two hours a day at home working on schoolwork, and we're still not getting everything done. Has this changed your opinion on effort versus grades or anything like that? Where are you guys at when it comes to the academics right now? What 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 grade is your child in? She's second grade. Second grade. Okay. And Ariel, you said, correct? Yes. Okay, Ariel. Thank you so much for your call. I do have an opinion on this. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you. Shocker. So first of all, second grade, it's not rocket science. (laughs) I mean, these kids, uh, you know, should, do they need to be doing their work? Yes. Uh, however, this year, I kind of feel like we need to toss out the window. What happened this year at school, it's kind of like, I don't even know what you'd call it because it was such a disaster between 
homeschooling and kids going back sometime and hybrid and this and that and the other thing. And it's kind of like, whatever, let's, let's do a redo, you know, next Mm. year. I just kind of feel like it's been such a mess, especially for states who haven't even gone back yet. Right. Like in Florida, the, our kids went back in September. Some of us, like we, we didn't until later, but like the schools were open. We had the, we had the option to send our kids back across the board. It's been a mess for everybody. Yeah. I would not be stressed out. I have, I have, I have let my kids take mental health days this year. I have let my kids kind of slide a bit on, on certain things. And, and, and instead of just jumping down their throat, I've been like, okay, what's the problem with this project or what's going on? I've been a little more forgiving. I think this year, cause it's a mess. This has I been a mess. I don't see how anybody could count this year. I feel like it's like a practice. It's not even a, pra- it's a practice in futility. It's a disaster, right? And it's not the teacher's fault. It's, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, it was a pandemic. What do you, what do you, what do you want? You know? And so if these, if you're getting guff or feedback from administrators or teachers or whatever, which I don't know, she didn't say that she was, but I just think it's like, everybody needs to take a breath, man. It was a rough damn year. Yeah. You know, and our kids have to stay in through the middle of June because of all the missed time and they're ready to be done. Like, I think they, I think they were checked out about two weeks ago. My kids were like, we don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, I feel you. I don't want to send you anymore, but you're basically already truant because you've missed so many days. <laughs> I got a phone call the other day that, that, um, Sophia has like 10 unexcused absences this year <laughs> on top of the two or three 14 day quarantines. Yeah, it's wild. You know, and like one of them was for flu. One of them she had strep. Like she got sick a bunch this this school year. Do you think that in the future when like kids go to apply for jobs and stuff and they or get into college and they look in your like school history, they're going to be like, man, this year. Do you think they're going to let it pass when they see like all dropped grades and absences on this year? I think what is going to be different is. I, I think that's definitely going to be a flag on every, you know what I'm saying? But like, you have to think like a second, nobody's looking back at a second graders transcript ever for college. <laughs> True. So like <clears throat> when you start looking at these kids four years in high school and their GPA, now these, the ones that really got a bad, uh, a, a, a bad hand dealt to them were these high school kids that were getting ready to go off to school or whatever. Yeah. Cause what a crappy senior year. What a crappy, you know what I mean? Because yep. like you didn't get to experience a bunch of stuff and then your grades and then you still have to do your SAT and ACT. And like, there's all of that, like that's crappy. But like if you've got elementary or middle school kids or even freshmen or sophomores who aren't really into that point of it yet, it's kind of like, you got to let that go. Like this was a disaster. Literally. Yeah, this- a disaster. It was a pandemic. So yeah. I don't know. My kids are checked out though. Honestly, they don't even want to go back to homeschool for like four minutes and I sucked. I gave up. I think we all just got to take it easy on ourselves. You know, we, we unprecedented. We did our best. I don't think that one year is going to matter too much. I think what's going to be important is next year. If we actually have a normal, like quote unquote, normal year, school starts on time, things are going, going well, everything is, you know, looking up, then we have to start getting back into a routine of buckling down with schoolwork and paying attention to things. But I mean, it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Agreed.
I like that flip of hair. Someone thought you were wearing a cat headphones. <laughs> it's just my it's just my my hair. Don't worry about it. I need a do haircut. You, do you ever ever just feel like a Thank shell? Thank you, caller. Welcome to the show. Okay, never mind. I guess it's not Hi. therapy. Out. Um, on the Bark app, I actually got an alert and found out my daughter's gay through this alert. And I have been asking her, is there anything she wants to tell me? And kind of hinting around, and she doesn't want to tell me. Um, she's only 12. What do I do with this? Okay. Thank you for your call. I didn't catch your name. What Sarah. Sarah. Thank you so much for your call. Thank right. you. Okay. That's heavy. Sarah's does got her a daughter heavy question. Know, I wanted to ask, does her daughter know she has the Bark app? Uh, because if my guess knows is yes, because app. we have to put it onto their phones. Like it's something that we have to, so I'm assuming she knows. Uh, I don't know if the answer to that is it, like, maybe, maybe you can put in the comments if you, if your daughter knows or not. Um, but that is definitely, um, I mean, I think that she's, uh, your daughter, um, is going to might still be coming to grips with this realization being so young and everything. Mm -hmm. And she might want to wait until she processes it a little bit more to be able to tell you, I don't know the family dynamic and stuff, if you would be accepting or how it would go as far as you being receptive to it. Um, but it might just be something that she has to confirm in her own mind and come to grips with before she feels comfortable coming to you with that. Because when you go to a parent and you tell them these things, then things generally change. The dynamic changes, the way they talk to you and treat you changes. They're going to have a million questions. And if you're not ready to answer that, um, you might not be ready to tell them. Uh, my question, Sarah, was does she know that the Bark app is on her phone? Because I see that she's still in the feed here. Uh, but yeah, I, I second that. I think that trying to force someone to open up and come out when they're not ready is going to cause more of a confrontation. I think that as a parent, I, your heart is aching and you want your child to be honest with you and you want to be able to have that conversation. But I think it's... Um, I think it's important to have, let them have their own timetable with that. And I'm, I'm guessing that they're texting with somebody because they feel as a, as a friend that they can open, be open with them about that. And they're probably looking for some reassurance from the friend or, or guidance from the friend. Um, it, also you can go to pflag.org and it's a website for parents um, with tips and resources of how to support a gay kid or just, you know, things to do and not to do things to say and not to say. To she does kid, know, kind of she does know that the app is on her phone. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, she has to have some kind of idea that it might get out. So somehow. there was a, and I think we covered it on the podcast. Remember the, the Doritos commercial? It was with a Hispanic family. Uh, it was an ad from Mexico where the son brought his roommate home and the dad was suspicious that his son was gay but the kid never never came out shared it and it was the dad you know googling how to talk to his son about it all of these things and he's seeing things and really the the whole gist of it was 
and I saw someone mention it earlier, just be loving the whole time and they'll share when they're ready and just just be there and, and show that you, you love them unconditionally and, and they'll open up. Yeah. Unconditional support and love. Also, I just want to say, I just recommended a website, but look at it, use discernment when you look at it because I just scrolled and um, I haven't vetted it properly is what I'm saying. But I just Googled like resources for parents of gay kids just so that we had some kind of place for you to go after this call. To kind of, But I guess you could Google the same thing and find something that works for you. Yeah, I think doing your research is like with any other question we have on parenting. Do do your research, dig, ask other parents. There are so many great um, vlogs and blogs uh, that of uh, same sex parents, and um, they obviously will have a story of how they came out to their parents, and maybe that could help you as well. You know, having that because they're now they're a parent. And also they came out to their parents. So there are lots of resources out there. She's almost 13. So this is definitely this adolescent, um, pubescent stage. I I would say for something of this gravity, just be be careful not to let it come out in a moment of anger. Where you're upset or fighting about something. Keep this one locked up until, until it's been brought out by her. Because I think that will put up so many barriers down the road for other things that just keep this locked down until it's out of her. Go from there. I um, you know, I'm I have a special place in my heart for people who live their true selves, and um, I hope that um, you are able to do the research and educate yourself and stuff so that. Um, if and when she does feel comfortable coming to you that it, she's met with love, even if you don't necessarily agree or whatever that she knows she's still loved. And because um, that's really important, I think, in my opinion, uh, that your kid feels like you're a safe place to land. What I said, yeah, what I said to my kids as we started talking about dating and and we, I, you know, I said, look, you can come to me and you can let me know. I don't care if, if you come to me and you say, Hey, I like a boy. I like a girl. I don't, I just want to know who you like. I want to know what's going on. I want you to know that I, I am here for you. No matter what, you know, that we love, we will love you, whether you want to marry a man or a woman or whatever, like we don't, we don't care. We love you and we will love whoever you love. And that's what we said when we started having the conversation about dating And, um, you know, he said, I know, I know, mom, I know, like, I get it. And I was like, I'm just letting you know, you know, you know, cause we have my, my cousin and his husband are, you know, before we moved was, uh, you know, we spent every day with them and it's like uncle Trey and uncle Eric are married and have kids. And that's great. We're married and have kids and that's great. And to us makes no difference who your unit is and who you love. So I, we, yeah, that's how we started on, like baking a rainbow cake and getting balloons and stuff until. <laughs> right. Can you but imagine if the mom comes out, she's like, guess what? I baked you a rainbow cake. Cause I know you're gay. Happy coming out day. Yeah. It didn't go well. Yeah. So I think you just, yeah. you be patient and understanding yep. and research. Like we, we, we research everything about parenting 
there's plenty of information to research about this. And I think what you're doing now, asking questions, talking to Mm -hmm. others. Yep, absolutely. And there has to be a bajillion Facebook about this. Sarah says, just to follow up on that call, she told her a few months ago, I will love anybody that she loves as long as they don't hurt you, which is is perfect. Welcome, caller. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hello. Hi. It's Nicole. Nicole. I knew it. I knew it just from you, the way you said hello, I swear. (laughs) Well, okay. So if you know me, you know, I have like 14 million kids of all ages, ranging from three all the way up to 14. And I'm giant pregnant with twins right now. But my question is pushing buttons. Can you you stop swiffering my feet? Sorry. Um, my question is, how the heck do we keep the kids from trying to come into the bathroom every time I have to pee? Oh. No, no joke. Even the 14-year-old, like, as soon as I go to the bathroom, he's, like, knocking on the door, Mom, can I make this? And I've got the 2-year-old coming in, and he's, like, hey, he doesn't talk. But anyway, <laughs> what did you guys do? What did Great you do? question, Nicole. Thanks for calling. I... Um, rigged up and a thing that when you touch the bathroom door from the outside, you get an electric shock. <laughs> so they stopped doing that after a while. That's not true. And I don't think there's a way to stop them from doing it. I don't know how other people, like I've never had any success with them not coming into the bathroom. They still do. I mean, you know, Matias doesn't anymore. He's 15 and he wants, not that he won't come to the door, but he will not come in because he knows full well he doesn't want to see anything he doesn't want to see. So he, now Sophia doesn't care. She will walk right in if I'm in the shower. She just walk, lets herself in. I need to ask you something. I'm kind of in the middle of something. I'm naked in the shower. Well, yeah, but I need to know. And it's like, get out get out but they don't care i don't know how to keep them out i have no good information for this i mean lock the door yeah obviously my kids yeah, know how they, to pick the lock yeah they can get in through those locks they do they they go get like a like a butter knife or whatever and they pop the locks pretty easy but i don't know why they feel the need like no i don't want to be in there when i'm taking a crap why do you want to be in here like i don't understand it i don't get it but but now Just my throw dog poo at them when they come in <laughs> start my, flinging it my dogs follow me to the bathroom every time i'm like there's there's never a time where i'm by myself in a bathroom i think that the only and it sounds so cliche but honestly in those moments when i get stressed because i can't get alone time and my kid whatever i just remind myself that there's gonna come a day where i pee and it's gonna be completely silent in the house and i'm gonna be like longing for the sound of little hands tapping on it but by then my kids are gonna be grown up and maybe call me once a week if i'm lucky and i know it sounds so cliche but that's the only thing that keeps me going through those moments without completely losing my mind is literally when kids get older they don't call nearly as much as you imagine they will. And so I try to soak it up while it's here as much as it it drives me nuts. But I think about it all the time. Yesterday, Chloe kept coming in the bathroom and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally don't understand why you can't comprehend the words that are like, please just give me a minute. But it's been a minute. And I'm like, you don't even know how to count. Like, please. And then I'm like, you know what? There's going to come a day I wish she'd be in the bathroom with me. So... It so just I, helps. I was I was walking in 
the restaurant we went to yesterday for brunch was had you know a a deck so it was outside seating and so I was walking um to go to use the restroom and this mom was with her three daughters and she was trying to get get that one of the waitresses to take a picture for Mother's Day and she's got her arms around her three daughters and her like maybe seven or eight year old daughter kept shoving her hand up her mother's ass the entire time while she was trying to get this picture she just kept shoving her hand up her mother's ass and her mom was like just one second hold on and she's like moving around and she keeps grabbing the kid's hand and the kid keeps shoving her hand right up her mother's ass and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself I wish I could take a picture of this angle of the picture because this is the true, like this is the true representation of motherhood, right? On Mother's Day, the mom just wants one picture to look like this happy family. And this kid literally is trying to use, like wear her mom as a puppet with her hand up her ass. <laughs> wear her mom as a puppet. And it's like, come on, kid. But that's what the, you know, the, the, there are just ages and stages and seasons where that's what our kids do. And then of course, I'm looking at my kid now who's bigger than me. Right. And it's like he is he, there's a clock. He's got three years until he's out of the house and he graduates and he and he wants to leave and go away, you know, but it is it's tough no matter what stage or season you're in. It's tough. And at some point they won't come in the bathroom anymore, you know, but I don't know. Barbed wire fencing, hmm. you I'm know, telling you, the electric shock, electric shock. No, we don't endorse that here at Tioli. Well, I, different strokes. No, nowhere do we endorse electric shock for children at Tioli. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, welcome caller. Hello? Hello? Yes, you're on with Tiffany and Meredith. Oh, well, hello. Hello, my name is Elizabeth. I'm from um, Kansas. I have five children. Um, and I just had myself, my, my oldest son just turned 10. How do you deal with these preteen hormones? I don't know what to do. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Meredith, <laughs> Sorry. Meredith has got an answer for you. I was just, I was, <laughs> I was laughing, not at you, with you in solidarity. Um, so yes, thank you for your question. Uh, I would have to say, that um we deal like our house is just flooded with the puberty it's a lot and 10 year old boys because brian is going through this right now i don't know what this audible sigh eye roll thing that that this child is doing right now but anything you ask him to do any comment you make Anything that you say is followed by this gasping, audible sigh, and then eventually tears and anger and frustration. And it is a lot. It's like um, the Hulk. They get mean and green and nasty in a matter of moments. And it's it's crazy. And I don't know. I don't know that I have a good, I get, we tell them to suck the size back in before we're going to smack them upside the back of the head. I don't know that that's helpful to anybody. Mm. It doesn't really work on Brian. Um, but it's a lot. The hormones are real. I don't believe that they're actually real people, humans at this age, but I have no helpful information. I really don't. I'm sorry. It's hot. It's tough. My Dave, mom took, made me go to counseling when I was like 11 or 12 with her because of my attitude. Mm. 
And the counseling really, really helped a lot. Um, one thing that I remember specifically is the counselor told us to use like I words, like I feel like this when you do that instead of like being, I don't know, this was like a long, long time ago. I have no advice, just counseling maybe. Well, we or do therapy like wire. Brian, Brian. Yeah. Like I agreed that with a, like a, a billion percent to family therapy or, or things like that, especially during adolescence for anybody. Um, because it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with those emotions. They're big emotions in little bodies mm-hmm. and we don't know why they're acting the way they are other than the fact that it's a scientific chemical thing and it's really hard. Do you have any input, Dave? You know, I, I, I he struggles really hard with yeah. this with Sophia because I always tell him like you got to ease up. Like she's a disaster. My my thing is, I don't know. I don't even know how to address it. How, we got no, stumped right. on this I'm, one. I'm I'm at a loss. I'm, you know, she's very sweet, asking to take a horse riding lesson and that she wants to try to do it twice a week because it's her passion and her dream. And then we ask her to, I don't know, take the trash out. And it's like, we asked her for a kidney and (laughs) you know, we asked her to go to bed on time five times. And 30 minutes later, she's looking at you eating ice cream on the couch saying, what, what? And it's like, come on. I just, I just can't. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I gotta be it's honest. It's a universal thing. It sounds like it's not just, but it's not one. It's not boys are worse or girls are worse. Puberty, uh, for the, f- just sucks. Like they're trying to, f- they're trying to figure out who they are and why they're feeling the feelings that they're feeling. And you couldn't possibly understand the feelings that they're feeling. And then you become like their mortal enemy. But yet at the same time, they know that they love you so much, but that they hate you so much. And it's very confusing. (laughs) And like the other night, Sophia was feeling some type of way. So she laid like adjacent to me on the couch, but like couldn't touch me, but like wanted to be next to me. But like, it was like, I need you to acknowledge my presence and that I'm here and I need to know that you love me, but don't touch me and don't really look at me and I'm going to turn my back to you, but we're going to be this close. And I was like, that's fine. Like whatever it is that you need, but it's, there's, it's, it's talk about not having a parenting book. Like this is a, this is a stage that I feel like there should be some like real deal, hardcore like we need a manual for this stage. There probably is though. Don't you think like don't you think there's like YouTube coaches or books or something? I'm sure there's lots of I know there's lots of parenting books. My point is if to there could be age, a manual though. written for the tween age years and puberty. That's what I mean. Like a full real deal manual. What to ex- what to expect? through the teen years is there one of those i don't know there's gotta be there's there's a what to expect through the toddler years maybe we can ask people to leave in the comments um if they have any resources that have really helped them during the teenage years because i feel like there's gotta i haven't looked it up because i don't have teenagers i'm not even close but i feel like on youtube there's all kinds of like parenting coaches that are like 
legit and who you can vibe with. There's some that are more scientific. There's some oh, that are more laid I did back. read this one. Seven highly effective habits for teens. Well, I mean, and we're yeah, going through something that, right actually. now with, with Brian. Brian Brian is feeling, I don't know, some some sort of something. Neglected. But, then yeah. he feels neglected. But like I was taking him to soccer practice and he looks at me and goes, I love when we go to practice because it's just you and me and I get to spend time with you. Like, Aww. oh, why don't you just pull over and stab me in the heart with that pencil, you know? Um, He's been sleeping in our bed again as well. Yeah. And he wants to go play golf with me because it's just the two of us. And, you know, and he's, he's, I, I don't, I, I'm not questioning it. I'm not saying anything. I'm just hanging out. No. And, and see what happens. That's good, Dave. But it's just, he wants to be an only child. Uh, yeah, That's what he, he says. He did mention that part. That he was like, I wish, I wish I was an only child. I was like, well, we, <laughs> well, we can't do that because you do have two siblings, but we can always do things that are just us. We don't always have to do things as a family. It's always, you know, there's always an opportunity to go and hang and do different, different things that are with just us. Well, yeah. I realized, so yeah, he's the third. He's never known time alone. Mm -hmm. Sophia was the second so she's never known time without an older brother but being a girl she's had certain experiences that are different and just you and her or whatever right if it's me and brian matthias is always there or something right it's a little it's a little different brian's always had someone accompanying company so maybe take like a night a week or something and do something individually with them yeah that's what that's that that's agreed that's what we're trying we to always do. say we're going to do that with our kids and we never do. Well, he gets, he goes to soccer on his own with Dave. Um, okay. There you, you go. Know, so that's, there's that. And then when Dave golfs, he is the one who goes with him if he want if he wants to, because the other two kids don't. So oh, he cool. gets, he gets time and attention. He just Good. legitimately wants to be the only one. Okay. Well, keep an eye on him. <laughs> I mean, he legitimately <laughs> wants to be an only child. And it's like, listen, bud. But then it's funny because they do love to play ping pong together. I mean, after five minutes, they try to beat each other with the paddles. Yeah. But, you know, I keep telling them, I'm like, you guys are going to grow up and you're going to want to have, you know, each other and do things. And right now they can't see that. So, yeah, same. Oh, gosh, my kid. So it doesn't get better. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 oh, nope, cool. nope. All right, cool. So, are we taking another caller? Yeah, we'll take it? we'll take one more caller and un mas, uno mas. I feel like I've been a slug today, like useless, like not contributing verbally. I'm just like I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I love how every one of our podcast episodes is this complete cycle of life cycle for you of like. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my life. I've got everything in order and I've written it down and I'm going to tackle the world. What is wrong with me? I can't handle things. It's just, it's this, it's this complete, like if you look at the clock, it's just the entire, it just goes all the way around and then it starts back over. What is happening? I think, I think it's because by the end of the podcast, I'm looking back and I'm like, was this good? I feel like I could have done better. I feel like I didn't contribute a lot. Why haven't you contributed a lot? Because you don't know who you are as a person, Tiffany. Why don't you know who you are as a person? Because you're having an existential crisis. Let's talk about it. But why every day? Take, give yourself a day off from the, from the existential That's crisis. That's why I nap. Because when I'm napping, mm. there's no self-doubt. Yeah. 
because nobody doubts a nap. Naps no, are the best. I just, I'm asleep. Yeah. Who are we calling? I don't know her name. This was the new mom that called in. Hi, this is Brittany. Brittany. I can't get to my phone no. right now. No, it, Brittany's. Brittany Brittany's, wants nothing to do with us. No, she's probably busy. With what? What do you mean with what? With what? You What's just, she doing? You just told us she had a million things to do. This woman can't have a million things to do? Nope. Oh, Lord. She's Not probably a... meeting with her daily life coach. <laughs> Somebody's petting her head right now, <laughs> telling her that all of her oh decisions gosh. are... I'm jealous. Oh, Lord. I uh, don't know what the answer is. To what? Life? Life. I, I think that is the answer, that there is no answer. Yeah. Meredith, do you... I mean, are you okay? With what? Like, do you feel like you're in a good place mentally? Feel like you've got a good grip on things? I've never had a good grip. I don't know why I'd start now. I've always been a disaster. I don't get that vibe from you. I've always been a disaster, but I do. I make my lists every day. I make my lists and I figure out what I need to get done. And Dave has trained me to be a little bit better about focusing on one thing at a time. I don't even know where my husband is right now. Well, look, he did bring the, the, me a nice coffee. Look, yeah, the two of him. you, right? I mean, have you seen Friends? No. The show Friends? You've never seen Friends? I know of it. Okay, so it. Meredith is Monica, right? And you're Phoebe. Okay. That, that's it. You're. Yep. That's, that's not a bad thing. Why is that I a bad thing? I just sing a guitar in a coffee shop. Phoebe you're was, free and creative. Phoebe was great. And Meredith is a little high strung. Anal retentive. <laughs> I'm high a little strung. jealous. I wish I could be high strung. You don't. I mean, I have no, like, I love myself, but there are parts I of myself, myself. that Sorry. I don't love. But that's everybody. Don't, I wish I knew how to relax and not be so anal retentive and, and suck the fun out of everything. I wish I could do that, but I can't. I'm the, I am the butt of every joke in my house because I am the fun killer. I am the one who is constantly screaming, don't do that. You'll end up dead in a ditch. Don't do this. Da, 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 well, I do like, that too. No, then you're a real mess. I can't I go know. to like events with the kids because I ruin it. Drew has to take them by himself. Well, then you, I think the prescription for you is to go to more events. Xanet. No. Go to more events and get used to dealing with that. Because that will come with time. Because I was the same way as you when they were much younger. But I've learned to let that go. Because it just takes a lot of time. And you've got to, you know, your kids are still, I tell you this all the time, your kids are little. Yeah. Like little kids are so emotionally exhausting, physically exhausting. Just the constant watching and, and, and feeling like you have to protect that takes yeah. time as they get older. It evolves. That part of it will change. You know, it took it. I mean, it does. And you it's and you have three kids, you know, I mean, think about the level. Think about the level of of attention you have to give to to Aubrey as opposed to the others. Now, think about yeah. Aubrey being Aubrey's age, being the youngest and the end so like, let's say Caden is 12 and, and Chloe is, is 11, right? Mm -hmm. Or however old Aubrey is, what is she, 10? Mm -hmm. So just think about that as being the youngest. 
Like that's a game changer. Like my youngest is 10. Yeah. Right. I mean, Aubrey doesn't take as much attention. Correct. I, I, I get, uh, yeah, I, but yeah, it's a different case though, because I feel like I have to give her extra, extra attention because she's only here one week at a time. My point is she can get her own mean, snacks. Though. She doesn't require assistance in the bathroom. If you tell her to go do something, you she can do it. You don't have yeah, to be yeah. watching. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the other stuff, which is a whole other dynamic. I'm just saying, and she's such a bright kid. She's Great. so smart. and Love her. And so I'm just saying those things, it's a game changer. Yeah. 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 So, so what you're saying is... Once my kids get a little bit older and become more independent, then I'll have time to get my life together. Maybe. I mean, it's 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 not that I have my life together because I wouldn't say that I have my life together. What I have are moments. I feel like you're productive. Yeah, and I have successful. I have moments of productivity. Oh, okay, but hold it right there. You're productive and successful. No, yeah, yeah like I'm grateful for everything I have. No, 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 no. That's not I'm what I'm saying. I'm not saying a- that. I'm saying that. I, I don't I'm not think, harnessing it. There's so I don't much more think I could you, be doing. But, but I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how productive you are. It just looks different. Yeah. That's all. And it's everybody's... Hurt. Right. Yeah. And that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And okay. you're, how you determine what is successful as well. Successful to me is like business-wise. You know what I mean? Like I... I'm a, a a mess. It's just me. And I'm trying to figure out how to do like websites and merch and make videos and do a podcast and do a tour and do all this stuff. And it's like trying to manage my time and trying to get the most out of this experience I can while it's here. So kind think of, of, think of all of the great musicians, artists, and so forth. They're all a mess. That leads to creativeness, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it and and it might be in spurts, but those spurts are bigger than most people can sustain for any period of time. And burnout happens more often when you're trying to be creative in those in those ways and and stuff like that. But you just have to ask people for help. You know, you want to you want to uh, to ask you know ask people about merch because you're con- you know ask people for help. You have to you have to be willing to to ask for help and accept help. I ask everybody for everything. I don't have I will I will ask anybody. Who like I'm just saying you- like like if I'm if I'm working on something or I'm trying to look something up or I see somebody doing something like on their Facebook page or their Instagram or whatever, I will message them directly and be like, "Hey, how'd you do this? What are you doing? What's going on?" Like, I don't feel like things should be a secret. Like if, if, if they reply back to me, I can't tell you this is a secret. I'm gonna be like, okay, liar. Thanks. I'll find somebody else that'll help. That'll tell me like, just ask for help. Okay. You have so much on your plate. Don't try to reinvent the wheel, figure out what it is that you need to figure out and, 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 you know, prioritize and you're doing just fine. You're, you're so creative. You're so funny. It's. You know, thank you. Thank you. And you're so crazy successful. How many people do you know have a Facebook page with 5 million people who come to watch and laugh and cry with, with videos? I love them. You do that. I'm so grateful. I just got to, I, it's the other stuff. We can't have it all. 
listen, I'm not complaining. Nobody said I'm you were complaining. With that many people comes a lot of damn pressure. Yeah. I'm entertained and some days I can't even get out of bed and I don't know how I'm supposed to do it. So you don't do it that day. It's been four months. I haven't come up with a new video, a new scripted video in four months. That's not true. It's true. I've done game nights. I've done makeup. But as far as like a scripted video where I'm acting. But let's think about this for a minute. We're in the middle of a pandemic that has sucked the energy and life force out of everyone. Cause I've had the same conversation with Dave. He's like, you going to shoot something new? I'm like, Nope. <laughs> I got nothing. My whole life force has been sucked out of all my holes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So what did I turn to during the pandemic? Connecting Drugs. with people, no. connecting with people and going live every day to have conversations. Cause that's the headspace that I'm in. So that's where I'm at. And that's what I do. I've only had a couple of videos during the pandemic that were scripted and that actually saw views a few, a handful. I haven't gone live in forever. I go all the time. It's what's kept me sane this time, this during this mess. I'm telling you as things, as things improve, I think those juices are going to flow again. Those creative juices. With in terms of scripted content, don't make it gross and weird. That's the thing I people just, say. Okay, creative juices. People I appreciate all your love and input and support and hyping me up. I really do. I appreciate it. I would this be better if we were in person and I was petting your head? Yeah, it's not the same. Oh, sorry. But soon. we'll see each other soon. We I'll are on a up. countdown to seeing each other. Thankfully, yeah, in the same room. Whoa, that'll be crazy. It's going to be I'm weird. So excited. All right, cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for everybody joining my therapy session. I appreciate it. Sorry it took a turn. I have a trouble not saying my thoughts out loud. So when I, it just comes out of my mouth and then it becomes a thing. And like I'm hungry now. <laughs> well, that means it's lunchtime. <laughs> I'm so hungry. All right. It's time for lunch, guys. I love you. Join us next week if you want. No pressure. Oh, for another for episode. episode. There you go. Oh, Crystal. I know your thumbnails are on point. Thank you. I've been working really hard because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Thank you. They do look good. Thanks. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for Tiffany. I mean, for parents hosted by two (laughs) struggling moms (laughs) who have have no no idea idea what what we're doing. doing. Thanks, Uh, everyone. 